what's brewing, Cam? I hate you for starting that. It's the Brews and Bruins podcast. I'm Drew Johnson. We got Cam Hasbrook. We got Chris Gear. We got Cat Silverman almost in frame or about to come in frame at some point. And we got Matt Porter. Um, Matt, how you doing? I'm doing great, y'all. Uh, it's a good Saturday. I love the playoffs when you actually get a little bit of time to do something fun between games. And, uh, you know, we're out here at Top Golf. So can't hate on it for a second. Not at all. It's going to be a nice drive right here. Look at that. That was beautiful. That was good, too. Look good. <laughs> oh. We want to hop into drinks. Anyone want to feature anything real quick? I got a Citizen Cider, which is nice and light. 3737. Um, Chris? I'll say. Oh, there we oh, go. Oh, sorry about that. I was just no. jumping in. I got a Winwood uh, La Rubia. It's a beautiful uh, blonde from um, where the hell is this? Somewhere east of here, like in Miami, Miami area. Yeah, Winwood. Right. So, pretty good. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we're uh, we're rocking Michelob Ultra Infusions Lime and Prickly Pear Cactus here. Uh, it sounds like like probably like the first beer I ever drank or something. <laughs> Honestly, this is fine. Yeah, it just tastes like beer, but a little sweet. It tastes like something that we should have had at the beach today. Honestly. Yeah. I don't remember the last time Chris had a regular ass beer. He's always bringing in some infused spicy shit or something. Why don't we? Uh, but I respect it. That's what we need for pod. Uh, I decided that I've been drinking just too much Miller Light lately, so I decided to change it up. Uh, we got Miller High Life today. <laughs> Great beer. Shouts to Lancy, 37s all around. Always delicious. Center of the target base. Great. All right. All right. Sorry, guys. If I'm jumping in. If I'm jumping in and out, I have to, because uh, I'm doing this and have to hit the center. Like, we're playing the Angry Birds top golf game. Um, <laughs> so I have to, like, hit the center of the target. And then there's also, like, things, like, virtual in the air. It's very, uh, it's very Gary Bettman's NHL, you know, like, virtual weird video shit. Ah, that sucked. Maybe I hit some, I hit some, I hit some birds. <laughs> I don't even know how this goes. <laughs> I hit the whole house. Oh shit! Oh, it's top. It's coming down. It's coming down. That was the damage. Hold on. Let's go. I don't know if that's visible, but dude, that's some. That's seventy-seven thousand points. That's Ray Borg points. That's a lot of damage. Here we go. Hell yeah! This is what people are tuning into here too. I can't believe this. This shit is incredible, man. Hey, so you want to talk hockey or what? There's, there's no way yeah. we can do a whole podcast out of this. It's just, it's yeah, or we podcast. can talk Angry Birds or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know enough. I have a 14-month-old, but I don't know anything. I missed the Angry Birds window, right? So just not I uh, not it. I guess you're, uh, just to start, your thoughts on Game 3 and you know how important it was to walk away with a win in that one after their performance in Game 2. Yeah, it's huge for them. They were looking to play Bruins hockey. I mean, it's the cliche, but like honestly, like they just didn't really show up. You know, and playoffs are weird, right? There, there's always going to be bounces and chances you think they're supposed to go in, but just up and down the lineup, they just they didn't bring enough cohesion. They their passing game was off. Just everything wasn't really working to that level outside of a few players, and you saw everybody in the lineup really had some kind of positive impact on the game. Jacob Jacob Lauko. You know, his shifts were good. Um, 
you know, there's there's concerns about this team right now uh, with regards to injury and and you know projecting forward how healthy are they going to be for this for this run here. Um, I don't want to get too you know dramatic about that. Um, they they certainly seem to be fine, but I think that the, the general thought coming out of Game Three was. You know, they got back to doing what they do well, and if they do that well, it's not going to take them long to finish this series. Yeah, I mean, as, as far as injuries go, what are your thoughts on David Krejci in terms of, like, whether he should play in game four uh, or else, you know, get some extra rest before game five? I know he was listed as, like, 50-50 for game four, but... Yeah, I, I think that we're seeing now too the that Jim Montgomery, you know, way more than Bruce Cassidy is going to participate in the gamesmanship part of it. You know, like he's we didn't hear anything about Crazy. We knew he's David Crazy. He's old and and banged up, and this isn't a surprise. But it's not like he was saying, "Oh yeah, Crazy's questionable." By the way, you know, he can kind of just shove that to the side. He's going to, and the same thing goes with Allmark and whatever he's doing. But, those are on status, obviously. Um, but, you know, Grayson's definitely banged up. And I think if you have a chance, knowing that you, once you come home, you know, if you, if you, you, you have two of, the, two of the next three at home, like it's just, everything's easier. You know, you can recover quicker. You're not in the hotel bed, et cetera. Um, I, I think you rest them. I, I really don't think there's a reason with what that lineup showed. You know, like you think Charlie Coyle can't do it again? Like, I think he's has another few great games in him for, for the level that he's reached. So I don't see why you'd play him, you know, honestly. But if they see something, if they can just get a, a win with Grayson in the lineup, why not? Ports and Cat, question for you both being the experts here. What's your take on, you know, bounce back performance from Omark? I would say one of the goals that he gave up was after the whistle, which was still weird that, like, nothing came with that. I guess because it was, like, a low-value goal at that point. But – What's your take on the goaltender situation? Do you stick with Olmark now? Do you think – I know a lot of people talk about rotating Swayman in. Obviously, that's worked for them all season. Like, what do you guys think as far as, as the goalie situation goes right now? I mean, I – obviously, I'm not I'm not the coach. Every every coach has their own methodology for how they would deploy that. I think the playoffs are different, though. I think you – essentially, you want to make sure that you have – a good healthy tandem throughout the season, just in case one of your goaltenders really starts to struggle or is injured in the playoffs. But there's so much momentum gained in the playoffs, and it's it's just a different game. Uh, you really don't want to bounce back and forth too much, unless we. I think if we see Mark really start to struggle again, then then you revisit the conversation. The coaches would talk with him, see if maybe it's. Over the fatigue, something where they, I think so much of it is, you know, you're playing the same team over and over. You want to get that, you really want to get yourself rolling there. If you swap back and forth, you essentially pull some of that momentum for both goaltenders, and you almost hamstring yourself by trying to trying to do too much of that. You can get it on the regular season, but then once you commit to someone in the playoffs, you have to commit to them until until you need to address it. And they're lucky that they have a good second goaltender that they can go to. Whereas the no disrespect to Alex Lyon, I think that's a, that's a bold first goaltender to have as your, your starter. Um, and then Kowalski, as your backup, it's fine, but you know, 
to the Bruins as long as Olmark's still doing well and still feels I think it's more up to him as long as he still feels like he's bouncing back and feeling okay with it. You stick with him for sure. I, I agree. Like so I think and by the way I have I forgot that we were on a time thing, so I have to keep keep my turn uh, going here. Um <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to look really rude if I just walk away. Um, no, so I think that they want to stick with Olmark. I don't think there's a reason unless, like with his play, right? Like there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong. There's just zero, there's, there, there's not a lot to pick apart from my, you know, not, I don't speak goalie fluently, but I know a few words. Like I think that, you know, if, if you can get him a game off though with the break, um, coming up here, like that's what Montgomery talked about today. Was the two days fully off as an as a afternoon game tomorrow. You have two days to rest them. So go to Swanton. I mean, if, if you really feel like your best is going to win this series, and I think the Bruins would make that bet. You know, if they're playing their game, they're going to let all this team, uh, you know, defensively and in net. Then you just you just get you know swam in a, a game, uh, knowing that he can do it. I mean, it's it's not like you're really going to a, a guy. You know, who you think is a borderline, you know, guy in the NHL. I mean, Swainman by the numbers and Swainman when, you know, he's, you know, he can, he can allow a few that he'd like to have back, um, you know, as can any goalie, but, you know, he, he more than pulled his weight this year. Probably, you know, based on that, too, deserves a, a game at some point, um, you know, given what he put on tape this year. He's good for morale, all that kind of stuff. So I, I think, you know, maybe that's a little carrot, too, that you dangle, you know. Let's go get one for, for Sway. Um, you know, he's been with us all year. You know, that kind of that kind of locker room stuff that we talk about. So, I say why not. Panthers, I don't envy their choice right now. Because, you know, Bobrovsky comes in and he gives up a goal. You know, if he had come in and made a bunch of saves and looked really good, you know, then it's like, okay, well, here's a guy who took his moment, you know, and, and he's done it before. Um, I, I think it's a, it's a really tough call because... I'm not technically advanced to break down this enough, but boy, his glove looks pretty bad right now to me. That was the line. Yeah, I I think that that talk of rust is actually a a good thing to mention just because my one concern, I know that Chris and I were talking about it earlier this week, is from Omar's like from Omar's standpoint, we really haven't seen him not not as a workhorse we've seen him do well but when it comes to just if they if they go beyond five or maybe even six games and most of the series, in most of the series if they're doing six or seven game series just from a fatigue standpoint you do want to give them as much rest as soon as possible kind of like they did during the season you want to make sure that when you hit that that crucial final series if they if they make it to the final you really want to make sure that you're not going in with with a fifth of a tank of gas left, right? You want to make sure that if you need to have that extra little reserve of energy left. So when it's in consequential moments, especially if they manage to take the injury here, I think you know you might as well give him a little bit more rest there, uh, just to just to try and get him through more of the playoffs. Um, that's also I don't think I bounce back and forth frequently, which I don't think is something that they would plan to do, but yeah, I mean, I agree with so much of what you guys said. I mean, the, the example that's right there for like 
not wanting to switch up your goalies is with the Wild going to Mark Andre Fleury. But fortunately, Jared Swayman is a lot better than Mark Andre Fleury at this point in their careers. Um, and I do my one worry with resting obviously if he's got kind of a nagging injury, yeah, you want to get him as rest as possible. But I mean, we haven't really seen him that much this year after taking four or five days off in a row. Um, and I don't know. I don't think something like that would really mess with him at this point. But he's been so consistent all year that uh, I don't doubt that anything like that would be for them. But I mean, I do agree that you, you know you want to get Swayman some work, and you know in case he needed in case of an emergency. And then I mean, um, this whole team kind of next man up mentality. Like Nick Foligno, great job. And then, short notice, but like I think Swayman has the mentality where like if Olmark was unable to go at the last minute in game three, he didn't go. Um, but I, I would prefer that he know ahead of time that <laughs> that he's uh, starting the game. Yeah, I saw the video of him doing the the Jimmy Craig tennis ball, chugging them off the wall. He was fucking ready to go. He could have he could have jumped in like halfway through warmups and he would have been fine. But um, also, I know we're only two games in at this point, but I. Like, there is something to be said about, like, how rare three games in at this point. I totally knew that. Uh, there's something to be said about, like, the rare opportunity to, like, get three days of rest for or more for a goalie, right? So, like, if you have an opportunity, again, not like Olmark's been working for several series already, but a, a chance for a good amount of rest and you still feel pretty comfortable in your team, that's pretty rare. So, you know, I don't hate the idea of starting for a game, but, you know, I also agree. I don't want to flip-flop too much. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means big, <laughs> big hoops action with DraftKings. I love me some big hoops action. Don't forget your official... between the legs windmill. <laughs> Three sixty windmill, baby. <laughs> it's an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in. On the excitement of every game with a touch of a button, new customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat game, parlay, and feel the sweat every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place the same game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. This is going to be funny. $10. They added a lot of extra shit. Oh, no. (laughs) It caught me the other day, too. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit Gambling Helpline ma.org in new york call 8778 hope ny or text hope ny 467369 in kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of boot hill casino and resort kansas 21 plus in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gaming resources <laughs> Yeah. Well, any any thoughts on, on game four and what we should be looking for, especially out of Florida after losing that one at home? And I think 
so far from the series we've really seen especially that game too they're like we got a chance to split and then we're right there with them and this is kind of a similar scenario so uh, what do you guys think the bruins need to do to probably counter that mentality and that drive that florida is going to come out with well if i'm if i'm thinking from florida's perspective you know right now Ekblad seems hurt. I don't know what happened to Ekblad, really, like when he ran into McAvoy like he did. Like, it was weird. He kind of went down and stayed down, and you're like, did McAvoy throw an elbow or something? Like, what, what exactly happened there? But he is dealing with something, like, tweaked something. Something happened there. And he came right back, um, tried to play through it, and then decided to sit him. So it's like He's a huge piece on their back end. Um, they also have Josh Mahura, who is not as big a piece, fair to say. Um, he's, he's dealing with something as well. So they recalled uh, uh, Lucas Carlson from the ACL. He's had a really good year down there. Um, kind of like turned his career around with a, with a breakout offensive season. Like, really wasn't a guy that was producing much or, you know, earning a ton of playing time. Um, so that's big, uh, you know, because they're, they're the, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm waiting for Pasternak to, to just do something awful to Mark Stahl in this series. Um, I just feel like that's going to happen at some point. Um, maybe it has already, and I just haven't noticed. But at any at any point, um, I just think the Bruins know the level that they have to get to at this point. I would fully expect them to. I said I said Bruins in five coming into this, and you know, I can really still see that happening. I just feel like player by player, you know, uh, they're better, they're calmer. They're, they're just more in control. Like, I wrote that, and I think some, I think maybe some commenters, uh, reply guys on Twitter were like, you know, you never say that the series is in hand or, or something. I think they must have taken my tone for, for you know, different than it was. But I'm just trying to say, like, I, I've seen this all year. I've seen the, uh, you know, the team that they can be when they play up to their level. And they've reached it. They've seen it. There's no reason that they can't get there in game four, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think you just got to maintain that urgency. It felt like that game, too, like, especially in that third period, I had said last pod, like, I think you got the sense that Florida's season was kind of on the line in that game, and they knew they had to try to grab one in Boston to have any chance. And I think the Bruins obviously just were lacking sharpness that game, too. So I think just coming out with a little bit more urgency, which I think you saw in game three, I would expect to see it again in game four, especially if it's somebody like uh, Swayman's starting. But um yeah urgency is the big thing for me just play like you need to win because ultimately like while you are in control it is the playoffs so you gotta you know do the things that were successful for you all year and and be aggressive which i think is what you know they've been doing i would say that um you know you probably keep the same lineup you know and that includes Grizzlick on the back end you know he didn't play very much in that game um so obviously he's somebody who's got plenty in the tank at this point so I, I like what I saw from you know, back there. Orloff was one of the guys who took a rest today, but I don't think you know that's just basically probably just because he could. Um, you know, I don't see any problem really with him. Although he does play physical enough, you're always wondering about that. Um, you know, Marshan seems. I, I think one of the big positives right now is that Marshan seems really good. And he's you know been trying to find him all season, and, and you knew he, you know, whatever he has, it's going to come out right now. You know, he's not holding anything back at this point, but. Um, he's, he's really found his battle level, which I don't think ever really wanes, but just the effectiveness of it maybe a, a, a little bit. And, you know, you look at the play that they made on Coyle's goal and him and DeBrusque are working the wall so well. That's been such a such a plus that those guys do that. Um, really allows a guy like Coyle to be, 
you know, like you don't think of Charlie Cole as the number one center, but if those guys are winning as many pucks, you know, and he, and he can play to the best of his ability, then hey, maybe you can. Actually, I don't want to say that. Maybe you can get by all season with Charlie Coyle as the number one center. Probably a little too early for that kind of talk, but he looks really good too. And uh, you know, I think they feel really good about where his game is at. Yeah, I mean, who? So all the all the talk was about Charlie Coyle uh, stepping up on that top line. Um, was there anybody deeper in the lineup who impressed you in terms of you know stepping in, filling in? I know. Uh, Lauko came in and uh, played his first game. Uh, Nick Daniel was on the on the edge of sitting. Uh, which one of those guys really stood out to you? Yeah, I, I would say about Coyle too. Like uh, being in like around Barkov, like he's huge now. Like I don't know if that's I don't know if that's like really I guess it probably it probably is. You know, like guys like Yager, like the really top guys in the league, the best team, like. They're massive, massive humans for this sport. They're moving as fast as they do. And Barkov's like that. Like he's grown into this giant. And you know, to see Coyle be able to just like outwork him in the front of the net, like that's you know, there's a, they're they're going to face guys that are a lot less you know big and and smart than Barkov, right? So I think you got to feel really good about that. So I, you know, maybe I'm talking a little too much about Coyle and Wayne Stone, but um, you know, Polino. I think if you get 10 good minutes from him, then you're golden, you know? Like, you know, he, he's so, he obviously, like, you know, he's got maybe two, maybe three good, really, really good bursts in those legs per game. Um, and, you know, he's, he's definitely shown them. I respect Ty, Tigers one, uh, Angry Birds. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's it, it, such a smart, you know, player with his little, like, first touch, you know, kind of spin off guys and uh, open up a play. He really quick hands, so he really quick hands on that goal. Uh, great pass and ball, you know, they, they scored up Bobrovsky late. So, I mean, he's a positive. I, you know, AJ Greer, like, it, energy's not the issue, right? So it's like he doesn't help you as much, you know, sometimes you need a guy like that. I don't think that's the problem right now, but, you know, maybe take it down in a in a uh, series next round or something, and you know they're they're lacking some energy. You know, then you get in the game. Same as the world. Right? So I, I think uh, that's kind of where you're at. And good for Brandon Bussy, by the way. You know, getting uh, getting a practice day up at this level. You know, just kind of not to be too like you know rah rah Pollyanna about it, but it, like it is good for those guys to be around this at this point in the season. That's actually a good point. You don't really think about like even playoff practice experience right but like for a guy as young as him and that's probably is really valuable so that's uh i guess a, a hidden gem yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah and then like a guy like him like you know college free agent he's been echl ahl this year you know had a pretty sure he had one backup team i'm, I'm just a, yeah at least in montreal right um so, you know, his head's probably spinning a little bit. And, you know, he's just kind of... Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, so it's just, it just really good for, you know, experience for him, obviously. Awesome. Um, well, I guess just to wrap up, if you guys have... We, we did this at the end of the last episode after games one and two, the Bruins, but just thoughts on other series so far. Um, 
I I was personally really excited to see that the Kraken uh, were able to or able to kind of stick with Colorado there. I thought that was going to be lights out sweep. Uh, and I've been catching a couple of the Western Conference games. Super close. LA also hanging in there. Actually leading now, right? 2-1 against Edmonton, which was a surprise they for me. Sure are. You guys got any thoughts, whether it's surprises, whether it's something you expected on the, on the rest of the series thus far? I might Seattle's be, good, man. Yeah. yeah. I might be kind of a Grinch, but I I, I kind of like watching Connor McDavid make nice early exits from the playoffs. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I love watching Edmonton lose. Um, so watching LA pull ahead is just everything I could have asked for. So I, I usually don't cheer for the Kings, and I feel like I'm very slowly starting to shift towards hoping that they pull it off here. Um, it's been kind of fun watching just across the league, though. I feel like we've seen some weirdly high scores. Like, we've seen just some absolutely lopsided. I know that Toronto got toasted in their first game against Tampa and then turned around into the same thing right back to Tampa and the next one just stands in my favorite, Michael Bunting. Um, which I believe he's back from suspension, so excited to see. That he got suspended for three games. Yeah. I'm hoping we'll get to see him. Out for the season. No, no, absolutely. (laughs) Um, He'll be back for at least one more game. That's all I need. Um, No, it's it's fun kind of watching. It feels like the playoffs are kind of mirroring the season. We're just seeing more variants. We're not seeing as many of those tight games, which is Kind of fun. Like that's everything we could have asked for in the playoffs, right? Yeah. So. I'm all in on the Kings bandwagon. Just saying that, but that, I yeah. had a buddy, I had a really good friend who's Kings fan, so mostly for him. But my uh, always down to see Edmonton fall. <laughs> my cousin Eric just moved out to to Cali, uh, so uh, we we've been rooting for LA. It would be great to have a Stanley Cup final. Um, maybe, maybe I could somehow afford tickets and go crash at his place. But when I first looked, they were about $3,000 with fees. So I don't think that's happening. At least in Boston, they were. Just open the back door. You're good. (laughs) If the Bruins end up playing the Kings in the Stanley Cup final, we're going to sell our house and then buy a ticket and then share the seat. Send it to our place. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, oh, yeah. So, sorry. So, uh, I would just say uh, I didn't expect Tampa, Tampa Toronto to be as lopsided as it has been. Um, you know, but there you go. Always always drama. Never uh, never easy. And I mean that in Tampa, too. Tampa's always a share of drama. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm going to watch a second of Carolina. Islanders. I just don't know if that's going to happen. Um, doesn't interest me too much. Uh, a lot of respectable teams, obviously, but boy, um, styles make fights, etc. Um, you know, the Kings are better than I thought they'd be. Kraken, Kraken have reached another level, I think, for them. Um, you know, and then I'm saying that about a team that came in deep Bruins three nothing, you know, on their own ice. But you know, I just think that you know their their four lines are uh, are better than than you think they are. Certainly better than I thought they were. Um, but yeah, that's. Kind of my only thoughts. Awesome. Um, 
Well, great. Well, I think to wrap up, I, I guess, Ports, where can we find you? Uh, <laughs> where can we find your work? Where can we find you on social media? That's what I meant. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Boston Globe, uh, Twitter, Maddie Ports, etc. Um, I'll be there. Pretty sure I'm going every game from here on out. So follow the journey, and uh, there you go. That's what I'll do. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking time out of your day off. We appreciate it, man. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good one. Yeah.